Welcome, friends, to the Freedom Cast. You are not the crazy one. Not quite a podcast, but rather a kick of confidence to pursue real freedom in your life and not the false manufactured freedom of this world. My name is Jody Meschuk, and I am super excited that you are here and a part of a community of sovereign human beings. Listen, if you've been called crazy, you are not alone because I've been called crazy for 13 years talking about truth. We are going to dive deep into some controversial things. Not sure why they're called controversial when they're truth, but we're going to dig deep into them. Some hard things we're going to talk about some things that might step on some toes, and you can take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind, kind of like a buffet. My goal is just for you to feel less crazy because you're not. Truth is not subjective, but people are. Even though you know, hmm, others still don't. Where the everyday mama meets uncompromised truth and where your small apprehensive no becomes a strong and resounding hell no. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back. And we have the one and only A.A. Ron with us today. Mm. I'm excited, honey. I'm always excited. This is fun. We haven't done a, we haven't done a a current culture mashup talk about all the things in a little while. No, we haven't. You've been you've been traveling. So, you know, when you're traveling, I'm alone. So <laughs> I know you have the dogs and the kids. Yeah. I curl up next to our big bulldog. I do have to I do have to give my husband a lot of props and kudos because he does an amazing job of taking care of the kids and keeping them busy and you love to discover america tell people about discovering america Dis- let's start there actually people need to discover america. america so discover america started out when we moved from coming california to where we're at now and i always try to find a place that's historical and it's like a field trip remember those field trips back in the mm. day we take the yellow school bus mm-hmm. there believe it or not when there were like None of the crazy no, no, rules and no seatbelts. No seatbelts, and... <laughs> yeah. Just whatever, you get off and you go explore. There is a place I still want to go. I, I haven't been there since fourth grade, but it's the Workman Temple Homestead in the city of industry. I went there in fourth grade, and I've always wanted to go back. I wonder if it's still there. It's still there, but unfortunately, with what's happening in L.A. County as of today. Oh, boy, you're going to already just get right into that one, huh? Uh, We're going to go from happy, happy, discover America (laughs) to to vaccine mandates. But let's go back to discover America. (laughs) So what I do is I grab all the kids and I say, okay, let's get in the car. And I find the place and I drive to it and we learn about it. Yeah. And the kids hate it, but in 30 years from now, they're going to think They're going to love it. They're going to remember that, honey. Mm -hmm. I'm so... It's just one of the most special things about you is you love to get out and discover things and not just sit in front of the TV. No, no, I can't, you know, believe it or not, for a person that loves football a lot, I can't sit and watch games all day. I get, I have to get outside. Well, you'd rather be there in person too. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, you brought it up. So I guess we'll talk about this first, which is um, San Francisco, LA County. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's other places in this country, of course, which New York. you can imagine which ones that are very progressive and liberal. Chicago. Um, that you can't go in, inside in a restaurant 
without but, showing your vaccine card and for children ages 5 to 11. Well, there's a little loophole, which makes no sense, is that let's say if I wanted P.F. Chang's or Panda Express, I can go in and grab my food, but then I have to race right back out because, you know, if I'm in there more than three minutes, that might lead to COVID. Yeah, because the virus is so smart. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're unvaccinated, you're such a danger to society. You're like unclean. It's like Mm. Nazi Germany. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We're unclean when actually we're allowing our bodies to do what they're meant to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so you have, um, I think what's really been on my like heart a lot lately, and it's a lot of grief, and you know, I'm, I, I tend to hold on to energy, feel people's energy, total empath. And I'm just, I feel like I'm in this grieving process of all these children that are going to be injected with this poison. And, you know, you look at San Francisco, even, you know, just that using that as an example, your five to 11 year old can't go into a restaurant without being injected with poison. It's, I, I mean, mean, what, what do you, but what is your take on all this? My take is it's hypocrisy 101. The people who are in charge now who weren't in charge when it first happened said they would never get the vaccine, nor would they ever mandate it. Now they come around and now it's all about power. Once you control and once you have power, you'll change the narrative. And I think it's, you know, parents have to decide ultimately, I leave it up to the parents. You present the information Um, You don't come across, you know, bashing them. Just like, hey, here's the information. It goes back to what we've always talked about, informed consent. Present the information. Let them make a decision. And unfortunately, um, they are being led through fear and an intimidation to make those decisions. Doesn't it grieve your heart, though, to think about people who you know? I mean, let's just say it could be family. It could be friends. It could be you know, that, that these, they have children yeah, and they're going to make this decision for their child, Mm -hmm. which, you know, when you look at like making a parental decision, I mean, there's a lot of things that would fall into that bucket, right? Like, of course we want to protect our children. Right. No parent. I, I, well, I don't think there would be a lot of parents out there that would say, oh no, I don't want to protect my child. I mean, even if, even if you're, let's say a parent that is not fully in the picture, let's say, or maybe it's a parent that's on drugs or whatever, like impaired in some way. I don't think most parents would say, oh yeah, I don't want to protect my children. So you look at this and, and you're, you just think in this particular case with this, with this COVID injection, it's a life altering decision that you're making that a lot of parents are making out of fear, mm-hmm. out of coercion, social, and you, you social have, acceptance, social acceptance, virtue signaling, like all of these pictures I'm seeing on social media of them so proud of taking their child in to get injected with this as if they are solving all the world, world's problems with one injection. It, 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 well, I, I see it on social media and I don't, you know, again, when I see it on social media or people I went to high school with or grade school, whatever, they have their kids at the, you know, hospital. Oh yeah. You know, you're, you're part of the fraternity, so to speak. I, I, you know, it is what it is. And the thing about it is, is I always look at parents and be like, Hey, are you actually informed? Have you done your research? 
And if you haven't, why are you racing into something? And as we're coming up to the holidays, I mean, this is going to be, unfortunately, one of the topics that will be discussed as we're carving the turkey. Well, well, so yeah. So, I mean, I know none of us are alone in this, right? Like at this point, the hatred, the division, the virtue signaling, the gaslighting, it has affected every single person at this Mm -hmm. point in some way, whether it, it is somebody in your family or whether it's a friend, like it has truly affected I think every person on this planet, because, you know, you have a family is made up a lot of a different, it's made up of a lot of different people, right? Different personalities. And even though your family doesn't mean everyone's choosing the same path. Right. And that's you know, it's the old saying, the two things you don't discuss at the dinner table is religion and politics. I feel this time around. Oh, I, I break that rule all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, and I've, I've learned firsthand growing up between my grandfather and his brother who was a medical doctor and they would literally it seemed like go to fist fights over religion and politics so um, but back then though we have to you have to give context to this though because back then you could do that right and you could have you could have a very civil argument right or discourse about right. something mm-hmm. and then you're still family you're still friends you still yeah. respect each other but that's what has been lost well it's the art of civility nobody everybody you know i actually i was thinking about this today is that everybody feels that their opinion is fact and in reality opinions are not facts it's just your opinion and people get so worked up and you know it's just People can't talk anymore. That's the other thing. And, and, and believe it or not, this is a product of where we're at as a society. Uh, sometimes I like to, well, give an example. When we were in therapy sessions with our oldest, I would just sit there and I would put my phone down and I would look at people and all they're doing is looking at their phone 24-7. And it's like nobody can learn how to communicate anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody can actually have a conversation and talk because – Talking has now been replaced with texting, and now it's so impersonal. You know, <laughs> wait, wait, we have to, we have to share this because I, I do this to my husband all the time. So you know, I do this, which is, you call me. Like his first thing to do is to actually call me on the phone, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, "Can you just text me?" <laughs> well, the thing about you know, the thing about it is, is. You know, and we're all guilty of this. It's, it's like, you know, somebody sends you a text and like, oh, I'll be praying for you in a text. And it's like, that's so shallow. You know, if you really care about somebody, pick up the phone and call. Yeah. That's, I mean. Or, or at least leave them a voice. Voice message. Message. Yes. Yeah. Because there it's somewhat personal. But going back, let's get back on topic about, you know, the dinner Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. You know, it's going to be going. We're walking into this, by the way. Yeah, we're walking. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're walking into this, and it's ironic. We we love this one place, and ironically, it's it's closed its doors, but the next door neighbor is fully wide open. That I don't understand. What are you talking about? The two cities next to each other. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to a city in um. Well, we'll just I don't. We're going to Palm Springs. Palm Springs for Thanksgiving and uh. In Palm Springs proper is, I mean, in the city itself, it's just Downtown. like L.A. and San Francisco right. that you have to show a vaccine card. But Palm Desert yeah, is wide open. Yeah. 
going to be interesting. Yeah. But and also the 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 family dynamic too. Mm-hmm. Which well, okay. So what encouragement would you have for people? I wonder if we're going to see eye to eye on this. Family dynamics. <laughs> if you want to have a great Thanksgiving that's memorable, less stress, then don't bring up COVID, religion, and politics. Period. On the other hand, now if, what happens if somebody else brings it up? Then you're. I would say this. Realize. And this is a point you forgot to make. <laughs> nobody's going to change your mind. Whether you're for the shot or against the shot, nobody's going to change your mind. And that's where the problem right now is, is with the civil discourse. Everybody has their, their, so to speak, guns pointed at each other, waiting for somebody to fire the first shot. Mm. So I would say keep it. Good stuff, it. honey. Good hmm? stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, so just keep it. So what do, I, what do I do if I feel triggered? on thanksgiving then i'm gonna go candy cane oh wait we have to sell okay so listen <laughs> listen i'm gonna we're, be we're, we're going down rabbit holes we're, i'm gonna be very vulnerable for a moment and <laughs> tell you all my deepest darkest secrets mm. <laughs> so when i was little i know this is going to be a shock to you guys but i did not follow the rules no i talked back i got in trouble all the time mm-hmm. um i loved to poke the bear that's your dad yes and so every Christmas when we would get together with family, and, and our Christmas gatherings were big, right? Because mm-hmm. it was my mom has a lot of siblings. They had a lot of kids, cousins. Like, they, they, they were at least 30 to 40 people Christmas Eve, right? And we would all wear our, our pretty dresses, and my mom would always get my sister and I matching dresses. And it was a whole thing. I mean, I wore tights and everything. It was like a whole thing. Mm. And... So whenever I would get a little out of line, my dad came up with a code word for me, candy cane. Mm. So all he would have to do is look at me and say, Jody, candy cane. And I would know, okay, you better get in line or you're going to lose your presence. <laughs> uh, no, no. I think, I think he took you outside and spanked you. Or he would have spanked me. Yes, we did. I, I did get spanked as a I child got, and I, got- I survived. I got spanked. I got. Did the, you get spanked? Oh yeah, I got the. I used to get the belt. Oh, I got the belt, and so, then I would try to pat it with toilet paper because I knew it was coming. So I'd wear like five pairs of underwear and put toilet paper in there, and then of course, like thinking my dad wouldn't notice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, so just say candy cane to each other. Yeah, I'm just gonna look at you and say candy cane, honey. Um. In in actuality, though, I have zero plan of trying to poke the bear over Thanksgiving because really, what I've learned is that it's it's pointless. It's pointless because I know what I believe in. And I'm not moving. I'm not budging. And neither is the other people. And neither are they. However, let's just break bread and have a good when, time. Yeah, but here's the thing is, and I think this is so critically important because I feel like this has been kind of a lot of our journey over the last 11 years Mm -hmm. with our son and really waking up to the dangers and the corruption of of the whole entire vaccine industry. Like we're talking about the COVID shot here, but this opens up Pandora's box to the entire vaccine industry, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, as well as I do, because you've been married to me, is there have been those moments in the last 11, 12 years where I have been so frustrated mm-hmm. as to why can't people understand and listen that there is a real thing of vaccine in, uh, injury, you know, that you can die from a vaccine. Your child can die from a vaccine. Autism is a very real thing. It's listed on the inserts. 
and I have pushed too far times in the past and had that, that just that, that feeling of, you know, losing friendships, burning bridges. Mm -hmm. And I think really one thing that's opened my eyes a lot in the last 20 months is the more, this is what it boils down to in my opinion, and then you can give your opinion. Okay. The more that we stick to what we believe in Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have to verbalize it. Right. We can show it. Mm-hmm. We show it through our actions. We show it through who we are. We show it through our personality, through what we're saying every day. That is what gets people curious. Yes. And I think I would agree 100% is that let your actions speak louder than your words. And I think in this day and age, when you press the issue, especially with this uh virus and the and the jab you can say vaccine here or vaccine or whatever it is (laughs) it's not though it is a it's an injection an injection um what happens is everybody is already in two camps so it's not like you're going to get one person to come over to the other side and well and and by the way we don't need a bunch of people coming over to a side we need to understand that it doesn't matter what's happening or what other people choose. Right. The more that we hold our own line, that's what begins to move the needle. Yeah, I would say that. And then here's another thing that will move the needle. And it goes back to what we just earlier talked about. And that is civil discourse. Being able to talk to somebody mm-hmm. without getting their, their panties or your underwear in a bunch and getting offended. You just talk it out. And you know what? Don't expect the change to happen rapidly. It might take a series of, of talks, you know, just like with our son, when we first started, you know, using alternative homeopathic medicine, it was like a series of talks. You have to sort of peel back the onion slowly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and people ultimately have to become curious on their own. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that again, it's, it's this difference in attitude between um, like I could wake up every day and say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to change 20 people's minds today and I've impacted 20 people. Well, that's not actually the right approach. No. Or I could wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to live my life. I'm going to share what I'm doing mm-hmm. and why I'm doing it. And if people are going to be curious, they're going to be curious and attracted to that. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing is – and and it's human nature. It's anytime you feel that you're being forced to hear something or do something, there's a nat- natural pushback. So, you know, again, approach it in a very civil manner, present mm-hmm. it. Don't make yourself try to be the smartest person in the room. Right. You know, right. just, hey, here's the information. This is why we do what we do. Right. And leave it at that. And eventually, you know what? They might hear somebody say very something very similar. Now you get the the wheel going. Mm -hmm. That's right. So. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to this topic. Which one? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Go Bears. (laughs) Go Bears. I thought you were going to keep going. Oh, I don't know all the songs. Oh, okay. Um, Well, why don't you kick it off? I want to hear your thoughts. So Aaron Rodgers, my uh, wife's grandparents were in love with Aaron Rodgers. They were. When they lived in Chico, they would send me press clippings of the time when he played for Butte College, junior college. Now, I played junior college football, but I didn't play at Butte. 
but they would send me stuff on him. And I'm like, wondering why. Because yeah, they're my grandparents. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're, I just still remember this one time your grandma's like, oh my goodness, he, he came into the local Trader Joe's and touched the grapefruit. It was like the <laughs> holy grail. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, um, I think he, well, he's gotten himself in a lot of hot water and the, the COVID is, is sort of maybe the tip of the iceberg. I didn't agree with everything that he's done over the summer. He wants to get out of Green Bay. He's he's being selfish in some aspect. But with this COVID thing, um, you know, he has it. And so now people are bashing him. Oh, you know, you should have gotten the jab and blah, 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 blah. I listen to sports radio and 90% of them are basically just, you know, irate at him. Well, they're just they're just spewing the narrative. They're right. told to spew. Right. And in doing so, you know, you look at certain companies, they have to get the jab because if not, they're not going to get, you know, have a job. Well, they don't. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. They're saying that you have to. They're trying right. to coerce So um, there's a guy out there named Jason Whitlock who is African-American. If you ever have an opportunity, look him up. He is – he he's a – and very awesome commentator. But what's interesting is he has gone from the far left growing up to now more towards the right. And he's come out right now and said, we need more people like Aaron Rodgers that actually have a set, so to speak, to speak up against. You mean a pair of balls? Yep, pair of balls. A big pair of balls? Big, 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 big balls. balls. Big, big balls. balls. Um, so, so do you – but. I understand you may have a love-hate relationship with Aaron Rodgers as a player. Right. However, the importance of standing for body autonomy and and medical choice is the issue here. Yes. And it, it, what's, uh, there's a clip out there. Um, you can find it on Instagram. He's basically saying, wait a minute. You know, take the previous president. He's like, hey. Let's get, you know, everybody should get the vaccination. And now you have a new president that's saying we're going to force it. He's like, it, it's all about political power. Well, well they, they were bashing it. Yeah. The, whole, the left was bashing it when Trump was in office. Mm -hmm. Now it's completely opposite. Right. And this is, this is actually one thing that Aaron Rodgers said, which is, quote, my medical team advised me that the danger of an adverse event was greater than the risk of getting COVID and recovering. So I made a decision that was in the best interest of my body. Now, did you know that his father is a chiropractor? Mm, did not know that. So this is, I mean, again, not that it matters that his dad's a chiropractor, but it tends to be the chiropractic industry, the natural medicine industry, right. natural paths, homeopaths that have been really sounding the alarm bells mm -hmm. for years. And, and it's almost like, now that this has come to the surface, which I think it's a good thing, actually. Like, right. I know it sucks going through this, guys. It, it, there's some days where we just want to strangle people and we can't deal with it. And we're just wondering why so many people are asleep and they don't understand the deeper narrative here or that they could legitimately lose all of their rights if they don't stand up now. Like, I get it. Right. But we have been sounding the alarm for years. And so now that this is coming to the surface is actually a really good thing. And just in this topic alone of medical freedom, it's so interesting to me how, how uh, one, one at, in, in one sentence, 
people can say things like my body, my choice. I should be able to choose whatever I want for it. I should Mm -hmm. be able to choose to have an abortion. And then in the very next breath, no, you should be forced to get in something injected into your body that has no long-term studies. Right. And especially children age five to 11, literally children dropping like flies from heart conditions. Well, that, and in the case of Aaron Rodgers, he wants to have kids one day. So he's concerned that it would mess up the, uh, the sperm. Well, and if you think about it, that's a genuine concern. Concern, And yeah. shouldn't we all be able to make that own decision for ourselves? Yes. Shouldn't we all be able to, to get advice from people who we trust, who we feel has credibility and influence in our lives, mm-hmm. not just, you know, Fauci or whatever? Yeah, oh, don't even get me on that guy. <laughs> Um, so what do you, what I'm going to, I'm curious, what do you think will happen? Cause he's obviously right now he's being torn apart in the media. That's no shock. That's very typical. It, it, They're tying him with Joe Rogan and making fun of them for ivermectin, but which by the way, ivermectin works, but it doesn't line the pockets of big pharma. Nope. Um, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to blow with over. the NFL. Uh, well, the NFL can't do anything other than there was an agreement between the NFL owners and the players union, but it came short of uh, force, uh, you know, vaccination. The issues, I mean, it's very complicated is like, for example, um, let's say in New York city, let's say they actually had a stadium downtown players that didn't have the vaccine could not play that game. Right. Well, there are lawsuits happening. Right. I have no doubt. And, and I mean, again, here's the thing is if you look at this from a standpoint of what really actually moves the needle, what really actually changes things. And, and we can scream as loud as we want. We can hold up signs and protest. We can write letters and emails, but at the end of the day, if the NFL does not have players, They Mm -hmm. make no money. Right. If a company does not have employees, they cannot run their company. Right. If a store does not have patrons, they do not earn a profit and they have to shut down. Right. The way that you stop this is you stop complying. Right. Period. End of story. Well, like in the case of the Daily Wire, the CEO basically told Biden to go pound sand. That he wasn't, even though he was vaccinated, he felt that it should be left up to the individual whether or not they should have the vaccine or not. And, you know, I, again, I think about this is like, okay, everybody gets this, this vaccine. Well, then they don't need to worry if I'm sitting next to them and I don't have it. Isn't that, isn't that common sense? I mean, Honey, what you're speaking common sense. And, and it's like, <laughs> okay, if I don't have it, that means you're not going to get it because you shouldn't get it. Because you got the jab. Right. Except but that the vaccine doesn't work. It doesn't work. And their people are dying of COVID that got the shot. And they're dying of heart attacks and yes. myocarditis and blood clots. And so, you know, my last shot was, and it wasn't, I don't know, it was like 1994 when I went to college. Mm-hmm. That was my last. So there you go. And we'll never take another one. You nope. heard it here first, friends. Yep. Um, okay. Well, Let's move on okay. to uh, – How about how about Sleepy Joe crapping his pants when he met the Pope? I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Oh, do you think he actually did? Oh, yeah. And then there's a new, another report that came out from the Duchess of Cornwall uh, during the climate change. He, uh, 
He farted. He farted. It let out natural gas, and it changed the climate. <laughs> well, the OSHA mandate is stuck in the courts right now, yep. so they have put a stay on it. And Biden administration technically is supposed to respond by today, which today, don't know when you're listening to this Freedom Cast, but it's Monday, today, the 8th of November. So I think what will be interesting about this, again, is, you guys, we have to go back. And, and let's talk about history for a second because Aaron's our resident history expert here, Oh, is we have to go back to the fact that we have lost our way in this country as it relates to understanding states' rights, mm -hmm. to understanding that the Constitution and the Founding Fathers really did have a framework based off of staying out of or controlling tyranny. Right. right. Putting the power really solely in the hands of the people. And so when you look at all of this noise and chaos happening, it is an incredible reminder, you guys. And this is why I've been preaching this for the last 20 months. Fix your states. Mm -hmm. Fix your school boards. Which, by the way, in the election last week, you know, when Virginia had that mm -hmm. upset, school boards across the country were annihilated. Right. And... People were voted out because the parents rose up. Well, they, That's where the change happened. So all right. of this like OSHA stuff, you know, federal mandates, not going to fly. But that's where we need to understand that your state right. has sovereign rights that supersede the federal government. Uh, two on a point. Well, yes, but in general, I mean, though, they do. Well, there's two. There's, there's the supremacy clause, which states that the federal government is the supreme law of the land the constitution case in point black and white there is the 10th amendment and that is powers derived to the state so if there's not a law at the federal level then the state can have it at their level so example for example believe it or not this is a law in colorado hmm. it falls under the blue laws technically in boulder county or in the city of denver it is against the law to drive a black car on a Sunday. Did you know that? Interesting. But it happens every day. But see, that's an example of, let's say, a state having a law. So whatever the law that a state has, it can't contradict that of the federal law. So, for example, um, in certain states, they'll always, during the election period, they will always ratify the 13th Amendment. Mm. Did you ever see that? Yeah. And the reason being is even though the 13th Amendment is the uh, abolition of, you know, abolishing slavery, the states still have to vote on that mm. even till the, still to this day. Right. So. Well, but again, just looking at vaccine mandates mm -hmm. across the board. Right. Is it's imperative that humanity in this country understands where to direct their energy right you don't direct your energy towards <clears throat> biden no or the federal government no you direct your energy towards your state yeah your local government change change and your and your company right because every company i would say nearly every company has basically as some you know i, I gotta look up the exact verbiage but <clears throat> in their contracts are things that is a notice of conditional acceptance Right. And then also a notice of liability. 
And so if you're getting pushback, uh, well, first of all, you need to all put in your religious exemptions, like plain and simple, put in a religious exemption. I would not personally deal so much with a medical exemption because then the burden of proof is on you to -hmm. prove continually that you have a medical condition and then that carries with you throughout the rest of your life potentially, right? But a religious exemption is rock solid. Go ahead. Right. And on the religious exemption, it can be it can be any religion. It doesn't have to be ones like Christianity, Muslim, Hindu, Jew, Judaism. It can be whatever religion that you want. Well, it's not even have to be a religion. You could just say my sincerely held beliefs. Right. That's all it is. It's my sincerely held beliefs. But ask your company, you know, here's the thing is you need to push back and say, what is your notice of liability? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, is we're not necessarily, quote, trained or educated. I mean, when you go to work, you're doing your job, you're enjoying it, whatever it is. You don't necessarily at times read the fine line. And that's where you need to go back, read the fine line, understand your rights as an employee with regards to this jab. Which is the notice of liability and the notice of conditional acceptance. Mm -hmm. And and every, like, again, once you start throwing out that language, you're going to find that your HR department and your company is going to be backpedaling really fast. Right. (laughs) So, um, okay, last but not least, um, we should talk about, oh, let's talk about the illegal immigrant. Oh, geez. (laughs) Okay, this is how backwards our country is right now. So... For compensation from Trump separating families, we're going to, the Biden administration wants to give each family, I, I don't know if it's family, member or family, $450,000. Where's this money first coming from? Okay. All of us. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Number two, he's now backtracked on it and says he's never said it, but again, he doesn't know what he says every single day. Yeah. Um, why not take care of by the Amer- way, our dog is going crazy because the guy's hanging Christmas lights. <laughs> Why not just take care of our U.S. citizens? I mean, your job as the president of the United States is not to kiss somebody else's rear end and pay people that have come here illegally. My great-grandfather came here legally. He got on a boat, took six days to get across the Atlantic. He had $2.50 in his name, and he eventually married and had six kids. Guess what? That's the legal way. Mm. Okay. Not, I mean, this is just opens up another can of worms. It takes me off um, because what they don't understand is the lower income people, minorities that already work here, they are in turn are going to actually lose their jobs. That's true. Because the new immigrant, the illegal immigrants, they're going to take their jobs. Yep. And, and, and get $450,000. Yes. You go, you go get the dogs stop barking. Another thing that I was going to bring up too with you guys is uh, there's, there's more and more information coming out in general, just about myocarditis, not to switch really quick from, from the conversation we were just having, but I want to just encourage each and every one of you that if, if you are finding that you're in a place right now of, I just, I, I don't know what to listen to. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to do. The bottom line is you can always say, not now. You can always say, I'm not ready yet. Nobody can force you to do anything. Nobody can force you to inject something into your child. If you need to wait 
to read more, to see how things play out, then you wait. And that goes for every vaccine on the schedule, my friends, every single vaccine. Each of our bodies is built differently. Each of our bodies processes things differently. Most vaccines are not even dosed smaller for a child than they would be if I if if a 300 pound adult male was was taking them. That's very important to think about. And there's just something that doesn't seem right about this new injection. Not, and I and and I, I would say in all vaccines I have that same viewpoint. I don't believe that our bodies need them. I believe that our bodies and our children's bodies actually have there's a beautiful process that happens when you contract a disease naturally. It's called natural immunity, mm-hmm. antibodies that last a lifetime, protection against certain strains of cancer, like case in point, the measles virus. Nobody's getting that naturally anymore. You actually protect yourself against certain strains of cancer when you get it. And measles is not deadly, my friends. None of these things on the schedule that they're vaccinating children for in droves is something that if you, if you have emergency medical care, and let's just say a child had a really, really, really bad illness of meningitis, they can treat that. Mm-hmm. They can treat that. But you cannot treat or remove a death from a vaccine or a serious injury from a vaccine. That you cannot say, oh, I want to take it back, right? Nope. Or give me treatment for that. You can do some vaccine detoxes. Sure, there's things that you can do to help bring the body back into balance and, and all that, but not if you not if we keep injecting it with poison. Right. No, it, I mean, this is, again, I think this is forced upon us. It's made to... If you don't comply, you're seen as the black sheep. I own that. Yeah, you do. I would I would so <laughs> much rather be a black sheep than um, a, a blind follower. Yeah, blind follower. Um, you know, do your research, ask questions, because I think that will help you, to, you know, guide you to the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is in best interest for you? In closing, anything you want to share, honey? In closing? Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving, eat a lot of turkey, a lot of stuffing, enjoy the conversation. <laughs> take some enzymes. Take some enzymes, <laughs> take a nap. Um, oh, this is a side note. This is what Rogers brought up. The, the other thing that nobody's talking about, but he, which Rogers talked about is nobody's exercising. Well, yeah, that's what we've been talking about forever. Like if you really cared about health, exercise, tell people to meditate, to pray, to go to Yoda, uh, Yoda, yoga, um, exercise, eat well, vitamin D. (laughs) It's it's so obvious. But the the funny thing is, it's like, Oh, but if you get the vaccine, then I'll give you a double, double cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. Krispy Kremes all around. (laughs) I might have to have a Krispy Kreme. All right, guys, we will be hopping on again and having another chat very soon before Thanksgiving. I'm sure. Um, okay. so you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning into the freedom cast and don't forget to go back to some of the other episodes and, uh, yeah, always feel free to reach out. Let me know topics you want us to talk about and, uh, we'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.
Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power not the government. See you next time.